Thanks for downloading episode one of our new podcast series, School Assembly. I'm Zoe Kaskamanidis. Schools are special places where the affordances of physical design come together with values, purpose and culture, and where school staff work hard to set students up to lead fulfilling lives. But what do schools look like before the hustle and bustle of students and teachers on the grounds? And what is involved with building up a school community from scratch? In this new series, we'll follow Principal Ray Boyd and Associate Principal Rachel Lair as they navigate the exciting and challenging journey of building a new school community from the ground up. We'll be touching base each month for updates and reflections on their progress as their new school, under the planning name of West Swan Dayton Primary School, is built in the newly developing suburb of Dayton, located in the eastern metropolitan city of Swan in Perth, Western Australia. Today, we'll be catching Ray on the road while he drives around sunny Dayton, getting us up to scratch on what's happened over the past seven months since the journey began. Good morning, Ray. How are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, chonking along, just heading into work. Fair bit of roadworks going around Dayton at the moment. Um, obviously developing suburbs, so I got held up a little bit at one of them. Well, thanks so much for joining the call this morning. We're pretty excited to be launching this new podcast series with you and Rachel, who's, of course, your associate principal. Yeah, well, it's, it's actually probably rather timely. We've got three other builds going on in Western Australia at the moment. I know there's one going on in Victoria. I'm watching a chap, David Williams, and how he's going with his. And Beck West, another lady I follow on Twitter, is headed over to Queensland as part of a team to do a build over there. And Andrew Smee on Twitter, who I was communicating with the other day, said there's one in... New South Wales, so it's probably pretty timely. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. I've seen I've seen you connecting with the other educators and other principals who are also, like you say, you know, starting up with their new schools, and it's it's great to see that connection. So that's that's really wonderful. So you both, of course, you and Rachel, have been working really hard this year preparing for the opening of your new primary school in Dayton, WA, in 2023. So as yeah. you know, we've been um yeah keenly following your journey here at Teacher, and it's been. I have to say a real pleasure to watch as you connect with the local community and navigate recruitment, develop your ethos, and also to get little glimpses into your very creative note-taking process, which I absolutely love, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> a doodler from way back, Zoe. It's all, they're almost like artworks. It's, it's great to see. <laughs> Maybe I'm not paying attention. It's just my way of faking it. No, well, as we know, there's all different ways to pay attention to learn and to process. So, yeah, it's it's fantastic to see that behind the scenes. So we're coming up to almost seven months so far in this journey for you and Rachel. So what does it mean to start from scratch building up a new school and what unique opportunities does it offer you as a school leader? Oh, look, it's pretty exciting. I'd always wanted to start a new school um, from scratch and use some of the, use a lot of the learnings that I've gathered along the way, both as a teacher um, and as, certainly as a leader, I spent 16 years at, at West Beach Borough, made some mistakes, but it was just this is a chance to actually take the good things, the things that I didn't do wrong, um, and apply them to a new school setting. But uh, it was just finding the right school. I've applied for a few before and missed out, and this one was um, closer to home because, I, as I said, I wanted to open a school, but I didn't want to mm. be miles from home. So it was a chance to put my hat in the ring and fortunate enough to, to win it. So it gives us a chance to actually... Hopefully create something special, Zoe. 
well, I can see that it's going to be something pretty amazing. So it's very exciting. So in later episodes in this podcast, we're going to delve deeper into the particular steps involved with building up a new school community, which as yeah. I'll, you know, I'm sure we'll find out are very interconnected. But for this first episode of School Assembly, I thought you could take us through an overview of some of the highlights and challenges over the past seven or so months to bring our listeners up to speed with your experience so far. Yeah, certainly. Uh, obviously, the biggest highlight was getting selected for the role. <laughs> and then at the same time, realising, oh, my goodness, there is such a huge amount of work to do. Um, I spent yeah. the first term uh, by myself, so chunking along. I was still bouncing ideas off people here and there. So, um, but probably one of the first biggest highlights initially was actually getting to appoint um, another person to work with me. I, had to, I made the decision to go with a, an educator before I, with a finance officer with an MCS. Um, mm. So I appointed Rachel. That gave us something, something to bounce off. We, did a, we ran a, um, a community cafe with the community. So that was certainly a highlight, running a, running a consultation process to bring all the community together and have people actually have an input into what the school would look like in terms of the culture of the school, uh, the mm. tone of the school, the colours, the sorts of things they wanted to see in a school. That was certainly rather exciting. Um, and it's actually become a bit of a mainstay for us, that, that those consultation processes, because we've used them now. We've developed a steering group. We've got um, six parents from within the community who sit on a steering group, and we're drawing on all that information that we got out of the community cafes and that consultation mm. process to, to fine-tune some of the things like school uniforms, um, look at the uh, factions, look at the books, the sorts of programs that we're going to be running across the school. Uh, this term, we've spent a lot of time, we went out to the community, as you would have seen on one of our feeds, we went out to a community, mm. actually did a delivery drop. So we know there's, well, there was 900 homes in the community. We delivered um, pamphlets to every one of those community members to let them know what's going on in the school. Apart from getting our steps up, that was quite interesting. We got a chance to speak to some of the locals. Uh, that was certainly a highlight. One of the challenges at the moment is we're, we're advertising for an MCS that's close or in the middle of a process for that. Uh, we've run a, a process or started a process for our teachers, which is going to be a challenge because there's a fair amount of staff in that pool that we have to work our way through. Mm. Um, and then identifying, obviously identifying a person who's going to sit on that panel with us and, and work through that is certainly going to be interesting. We're smack bang in the middle of uniforms at the moment. We've got a, a uniform tendering process. So we'll be sitting down with our steering committee to finalise that and work out which supplier that we're going to go with. And that's certainly been an interesting experience, uh, working out where they are and what that involves. Coming from a school that's established, not having to have been through that, that was certainly a learning curve for me in terms of what you had to actually do and the policy and the processes mm -hmm. wrapped around that. Um, and then obviously the final ones, after school care, which is an interesting beast because there's a, a big need for it out in this community. Um, I'm seeing it in Brabham where we're based at the moment. But the issue is we don't know how many buildings we'll have in place and what sort of space will be available. Yeah. So we can't actually, we can't lock someone in and we can't offer it in the first term because it's just not possible at this point. But we know the parents, the parents want it. So we're in this space where we're trying to support and guide parents to various daycares and, and centres around and link up with some of the schools and work around in that space. So that's actually really interesting and it's probably our biggest challenge at the moment, trying to support the community in that space while at the same time knowing we've got very little control over it. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like, um, you know, like with a new school build, while there's those really unique opportunities, there's also the unique challenges too, isn't there? 
Yeah, and it, look, every community is different. That's the hub. If you, this is a, a new community, so we've got a, a lot of young families. So the, the call for daycare or after-school care and before-school care is very high. Yeah. Um, in some of the older communities, not so because the demographics are, are slightly older. Um, so it just depends. And there's, because this is a very new community out here, there's not a lot of infrastructure in the way of daycares. Uh, we went and visited one um, just prior to Rachel going, and they've got a six-month waiting list at the moment. So mm. that's, that's the demand we're dealing with, but that's the growth of the community too. You know, it's hard to wrap up just um, all that you're doing in a short conversation like this. And, and that's why I guess we're so excited as well to be able to have a whole series where we can unpack step by step what's involved coming back to certain things that are re-emerging because it's a complex process, isn't it? So we're very excited about that. And of course, listeners can find out more about the journey so far for Rachel and Ray. We'll provide a link to our website, to Photo Story, where you can track what's been happening so far. So to wrap up then... We thought it'd be fun to finish with some overarching questions, which we can come back to each month. Yeah. So, Ray, you've you've spoken a bit about some of the challenges and some of the big achievements and highlights so far, but what do you think has been your key learning, your biggest hurdle, and your proudest achievement over the past month? Probably my key learning is that notion of getting consensus. Uh, there's a chap called Jeffrey or Dr. Jeffrey Canner in the US. I'm a huge fan of. And he talks about consensus, and if you ever wait for consensus, you'll never get anything done. Now, I sort, of, I sort of got the idea of that. I understood it. But actually being involved in it now, working with the community, working with builders, you're never going to get consensus. There's times when I have to make a decision, and I know it'll upset people, and there's times where the builders or the architects make decisions, and it's like, ah. But at the end of the day, the job has to get done. So that, for me, that understanding, that, that actual aha moment, you know what, you're never going to reach consensus on some things and you just have to be happy with that. Um, for someone who has OCD, that's, that's a little bit hard to deal with, but mm. that, that's just the way it is. So that's a key learning for me. Yeah. Probably the, the biggest hurdle is the frustration around not having control over some things, like the build, for instance, and it's no one's fault, but with, with COVID and and the various things that are going on, the processes tend to slow down and speed up. So it's it's having to learn to be adaptable in that space and understand mm -hmm. that some decisions that you're going to make are now put back and some decisions have to be brought, brought forward. So you're always, it's almost like you're on edge. You're always mm -hmm. waiting for that, okay, has this gone through or do we have to make another decision around that? So that ability, that, that uh, capability to be able to be adaptable to the situation. Um, and I'm certainly, I'm pretty sure the others other principals and those in their builds would probably agree with that. Um, that. That's probably been the biggest hurdle for me. The proudest achievement? Well, that's actually quite an easy one. It was actually getting together with our um, steering committee. We got our steering committee together and actually to get to sit down with a, a group of parents and go, right, guys, you're you're helping us make these decisions for the next next six or seven months. That's actually uh, that was quite enjoyable. Yeah, of course. That's fantastic to hear. And so what's next for you and Rachel in the coming weeks? Well, uh, we've actually got a fair bit. We've got to finalise the uniforms. We'll be interviewing staff. We're at the moment trying to finalise uh, a, a process for our various various structures around doing the interviews and, and being a little bit adaptable in that space to make sure we get the right teachers for the, the right fit and they all work together. Um, Finalising the MCS will be the next big one. And then... The biggest one for us and the most important one, I guess, after that, will be setting up our actual bank account because we're, we're um, using 
we set up a special account with our high school in Brabham and we're using, mm. got money sitting in that, but we need to establish our own bank account. And at that point, it will become more real, but that'll be a, a rather busy time for our MCS, whoever that is, once we appoint them. <laughs> yeah, some big steps coming up then. Well, it's yeah. been great. Yeah, it's been great to chat to you, Ray, and we, we're really looking forward to catching up next month too, where we'll be chatting about setting short and long-term goals. Oh, thanks very much, Zoe. Absolutely enjoyed. We loved our conversation the other day and a big shout out to all the principals who are in the same spot doing the same thing across Australia. That's all for this episode of School Assembly. Thanks for listening. Next time, we'll be chatting about setting long and short-term goals. In the meantime, you can follow Ray and Rachel's socials for updates in between episodes by following the links at the podcast transcript over on our website, teachermagazine.com.